Here's Steph Curry with the shot. Ben cooking with the sauce. Chef Curry with the pot, boy. Live from the 301. Live from the pot. I want to welcome my audience to episode number 92 of Curry in the Pot. Back again, ladies and gentlemen. I'm back in the studio with another episode, man. I'm back in that pot, man. I'm back in my kitchen, my domain. And I got another good episode for you guys. Uh, today, I have Terrell Willis of the commissioner of the One League. And we had a nice talk. And, you know, he was, you know, doing some informing about the One League. And uh, it's a league based out in Laurel, Maryland. And, uh, you know, it's a nice league. And, you know, he had a dream of being a commissioner of a league and just bringing something back to the area where he grew up in. And he discussed that. Also, in the second half of this episode, I had the 13-year-old Phenom back again, ladies and gentlemen, once again. That's the little homie Bink. And we did a very nice NBA draft recap because, as you know, a new generation of NBA players was born, you know. Could be some stars, you know, Zion Williamson drafted, John Morant, R.J. Barrett. A number of guys were selected on Thursday night's draft. And we did a nice recap and we talked a little bit about it and even talked a little, you know, early free agency move with free agency, you know, just around the corner. So we talked a little bit about that and I hope you guys enjoy episode 92. So as promised, ladies and gentlemen, I got a very special interview. I got a special guest on the line. Uh, it's a good friend of mine. He is the commissioner of the One League, and it's Mr. Terrell Willis. So, Terrell, what's going on, bro? How you doing, bro? How's everything, man? Everything is good, man. I appreciate you asking. So, talk to me, man. Talk to me about the summer league you got. I know it's the second annual year uh, of the the One League. So, just just talk to me about it, man. You're the commissioner, so let's hear it, man. Um, you know, the One League is the league out of Lowell, uh, where I grew up. And I just wanted to bring a league back to the low. I went to the Goodman down in D.C. I went to um, up to Baltimore to the Brunson League, saw them talk to, you know, many hours talking to Miles and Applejacks down at, you know, uh, the Goodman League. And, it, you know, I, I was like, man, you know, Lowell has a bunch of good hoopers. And, mm-hmm. you know, through my uncle, with my uncle um, Russo and my cousin, um, A.J. Russo um, Jr., and, um, you know, everybody that, that was with me from my brother, you know, the, my support system, you know, I just talked to them and I, you know, said I had a dream. I wanted to bring something back to our city so, you know, we can be proud to have everybody come out to watch games. And we got a nice gym, you know, a legendary gym that a lot of people have played in before um, me and before, you know, I was even born. So I wanted to just bring it back there, and, you know, bring something to our city. So right now the league, we got about 25 teams. Okay. Um, how many how many players a team? Say that again. I said how many players are per team? Um, about ten players per team. They okay. can bring whoever they want. Um, you know, we got a lot of, you know, talent from Baltimore to D C to Howard County. Um, so we, we're really spread out all through Maryland and the district. So, you know, it's, it's a pretty big um, you know, league. Everybody, you know, it's new. A lot of new people coming in. You got the people that played in teams that played in the different leagues um, and now they have come in our league and you know that's what we that's what we wanted so we wanted basically to bring everybody together you know Baltimore got their own league and DC got its own league but as you know Laurel's in the middle so right. we got all of them coming together so they play each other and you know they're playing teams that they have never even played before and that's what we got we got that's where the good competition comes so you might be playing one of the top you know, teams in D.C. with some of the 
players um, like Stan Robinson uh, from, that went to Indiana. He's, you know, running with me. Emmanuel Mosbo, you know, we got a lot of those guys. And then you run and you come from Baltimore and we have guys like um, Akil Carr coming up, um, Greg Whittington. Uh-huh. Uh, we have, you know, that went to Georgetown. Uh, we got, a, you know, John Crosby. He was at Dayton. Um, so we got a lot of those guys that the top players in their area, they come down and they, they join teams. And, you know, we even had the top, like last year, we had John Crosby, top player, um, the Baltimore area come down and play with uh, Ian Stan from the D.C. area. So sometimes you get those combinations of yeah. where they play together. So that's what kind of makes this league unique is you got a lot of a lot of people that may not, that have played each other on the AAU circuit or on the college team. Right. You come down to the league, they, my league, one league, they're playing, you know, with each other or against each other. So it always brings excitement. It always builds up the gym because everybody wants to see it. Everybody in Laurel, you know, wants to see the crime stopper, see, you know, uh-huh. what Dan got, see all of these things that these players bring. So that's something that we, you know, we even had Taiwan Kelly um, last year. You know, he's from uh, the, the PGPC area, um, but he went up to uh, Morgan State. So a lot of people from both sides knew him as well. He's actually with the Washington Wizards now. And, you know, we had Haywood Highsmith, um, Haysmith from the Philadelphia 76ers. He was one of the, you know, few Division two players. They got a two-way deal. So, you know, it's a bunch of different prospects that we have in there that come down and play. And, you know, that all word that we got is just good competition. They come back. You know, we even had to cut teams this year because wow, we had really? no demand for it. So wow. it's, it's definitely a success. You know, I'm just I'm just thankful that, you know, me, my brothers and Sean, Juan, Paris, AJ, and, you know, uh, most importantly, my Uncle Russo just trusting us and believing in us and getting us together to bring it back, bring it here, you know, bring it to our city. And that's what we really want is to have something that everybody wants to see in our own city. Yeah, man, that that's really dope. Um, so I was gonna ask you to tell me, you know, some of the players you got in the league, but uh, you just you pretty much just went over that. Uh, so talk to me about um, uh, when are the games happening? You know, so the people could come check it out. Nah, for sure, man. We got games. Um, it's always Friday. The Friday night is our um, late night games. We play. We start at six o'clock and we go to uh, eleven o'clock. Um at night and um, then on Saturday we start around 3 o'clock um, but as you know you know I'll tell you as well you know we do like prime time games so a lot of times during you know the 8 and 9 p.m. games uh, or on Saturday once you get to 5, 6, 7 games those usually are prime time games where we'll have um, some top guys come down there and play like today uh, we have a kill car playing against um, a bunch of guys, uh, Xavier Sewell, Jerron Brathway, um, they they play college ball. So it's going to, you know, the young guys in college playing against uh, Kill Carr, Haywood Heist, um, Highsmith, Greg Whittington, all of them we playing at eight. And then we got a good matchup with um, at nine o'clock in my team, um, JoJo's Mob, in honor of my grandfather. I named my team after my grandfather. Um, okay, that's dope, them, man. That's you know, dope. I got, I got, you know, Stan Robinson, Zaid Hurst, um, that went to Quinnipiac, and um, my boy uh, Boog from Baltimore coming down. And we're actually going to be playing the true All-Stars with um, Jimmy Jimmy Black, uh, one of, like, you know, probably the next mayor of D.C. one day. 
um, you know, a very good guy and um, Super Boo, who's a basketball legend um, from Frostburg State. So that's pretty much our headliner game um, today. So that's what we basically do is on Fridays around the 8 or 9 o'clock game. And on Saturday, um, around those 6 or 7 p.m. games, we usually have those are heavy hitters. We got, you know, where those guys' teams are the top players, that's when we put them out to play. So those are the times that you definitely want to come, you know, and see the game. But I definitely tell you, come every game. We got a lot of guys that have played college ball, top players from big Division One to, you know, Division Three, And, you know, when we step out there on the court, all that division and where you played and all that pedigree doesn't matter. Right, you know, right. It all matters what you do on that court. And that's what everybody knows. I mean, we last we got a Division Three team in Frostburg that's joining our league. And they got a pretty big win last week against, some like, three players that are former Division One players. And you're talking about a Division Three team that just went hard-nosed and, you know, basically destroyed a team that had, you know, top players on their top athletes on their team. So that's what you get. You know, when you step on the court, I always say it on the mic. I'm, I'm, you know, the voice of the one league as well. And I always say it on the mic. When you get on, when you step on this court, nobody know your name. Nobody knows anything. It's all about what you do here. And I never, and all the awards that happen, never come from what you did at, at, at University of Maryland or what you did at Wisconsin. It's all what you do at, um, in the Boys and Girls Club. So that's what we like to say down there. Almost deaf, man. That's dope, man. Um, uh, you know, you can check out the one league, you know, as Terrell just mentioned, man, on Fridays and Saturdays uh, in Laurel. Uh, go ahead and leave that address and leave the name of the gym, bro, because I know a lot of local people listening to this. So go ahead and leave that address. Yeah, it's 701 Montgomery Street, Laurel, Maryland. It's a big uh, Laurel Boys and Girls Club gym across from the field. Um, that's where you come through. We got concessions. You know, we got food, hot food. Chicken, fried burgers, and all of that. Oh, I got the got whole nine breakfast. yards in there, man. I have to come through. Yeah, man. Come get a good meal, man. That's what we waiting on, man. We waiting on you to come through. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at, I'm at the making. Feel a, like we really made it. <laughs> I'm at the making appearance, man. I'm at the slide through, man. Show some love, man. I love what you're doing, no, man. man. That's that's great, man. I appreciate it, man. I definitely want to thank you, bro, because you know you've been you know talking to me. You know you've been working with me. You know, from the first time we talked and, you know, just kind of really took an interest. And I love what you're doing, man. Curry in the pot. I'm very trusting. I'm blessed and honored to be, you know, on this podcast and, you know, share the same podcast with my bro. You know, Chris talked about his amazing story, you know, mm-hmm. and how he fought back to play soccer, man. And that's one of the, I tell you, for everybody listening, that's one of the podcasts that you really want to go listen to and just hear his story and how he overcome it. That was a great one, you know, bro. And I really appreciate you allowing me to talk about my league and bring awareness, you know, to that. So I definitely appreciate that. And, I can, you know, it's definitely an honor. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure, man. If you guys want to check out uh, that Chris Adorachim episode, for the people who haven't heard it, it's a great episode. Uh, I believe that was uh, episode number 77. And I got a follow-up with Chris coming soon, man. He's back on the field, man. Definitely want to get him back in here. But, uh, but Terrell, I really, really appreciate you coming on, man. Uh, I love what you're doing, man. Shout-out to you, man, for, you know, you know, starting up, in, you know, your dream and actually, you know, having it manifest, man. That's huge, man. Yeah, man. It's, and trust me, man. It's more things to come. You know, One Life Hoops, man. You know, we're bringing awareness to get, you know, the guys off the street, you know, and get them in the gym. 
get them something positive, positivity, get them around positivity, and stop the violence. That's what we big on. And I just honestly, man, I can't go without this show without saying thanks to my, you know, my boy AJ, Juan, Sean, Paris that all helped me, um, and you know, my uncle Russo for allowing me to use the gym, and all my boys, King, Olu, do my parents. I appreciate every work that y'all have done you know, for me, so I can't go without saying thank you to them, so I appreciate them, I love all of them, and you know, without them, the one league would be possible, for real. That's huge, man. That's a blessing, man. It's always good to have a great support system. But I really want to thank you again for coming on, bro, man. Uh, you know, it was it was a great interview, man. It was a great talking to you. All right, man. I appreciate you, man. All love, brother. Most deaf. So I uh, want to shout out to Terrell for coming through, man. He uh, he dropped some gems, man. Make sure y'all go check out the One League. You can follow them on Instagram at the One League. Um, and I'm definitely gonna check out some of their games. You know, we, we, we got something cooking up that I'm, uh, you know, tell you guys about in the near future. But as promised, I said I was going to talk about NBA draft. As we all know, a new generation was born into the NBA. And uh, I said I wasn't going to do this alone. I said I was going to do this with the 13-year-old Phenom Bink. So I got Bink on the line. Bink, what's good, man? What's up? What's up? Nothing much, man. Uh, just chilling, man. Just chilling. So uh, we got to talk about this draft, man. I know... Um, you know, it was a it was a very interesting draft. The NBA draft to me usually isn't very interesting, but it actually was really really interesting to me. Yeah, it was a lot of guys. It was just a lot of guys from other countries still getting drafted too. Canada had the second most players that got drafted this year. Yeah, yeah. So it was really interesting. Uh, I first want to talk about the movement in the draft because uh, I was one who I really didn't care uh, what happened because. I mean, the Lakers didn't have no picks until they uh, traded, you know, some cash in to get the 46 pick. 46 pick, I believe. Yeah, it was 46. So I didn't I didn't really care for it because, uh, you know, we traded the fourth to get Anthony Davis. But I just wanted to see a lot of movement and a lot of trading. I wanted to see the league shake up a bit. And the first trade we had was the Pelicans uh, trading with the Hawks. And the um, Pelicans had moved back to eight and they got 17 and like another pick. I think in like they the got 30 or 35. something. Yeah, 35. Yeah. So, um, you know, the Hawks moved up and they got DeAndre Hunter. We all know about the top three. Zion, John Moran, RJ Barrett. Wait, but before we go deep into this, uh-huh. so everybody in the top 10, um, Chauncey Billups compared the All-Stars. He compared Ru- Rui Hachimura to um, Kawhi Leonard. But then he gave DeAndre Hunter Jay Crowder. Yeah, and uh, I think RJ Barrett, Jalen Rose. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just I don't know. A weird to me. All right, so we gotta talk. Uh, yeah, so we gotta talk. You know, DeAndre Hunter went fourth. Uh, I thought that was a, um, I thought that was a pick that the Hawks needed to make. I thought they needed to make that move and trade up. And I thought they would be the team. You know, considering they had eight, ten, seventeen, and like you mentioned, thirty-five. So I thought that you know they were gonna move up and make a move. They just had to. I mean, they're a young team on the rise still, and I think DeAndre Hunter fits right in. Um, at the fifth pick, you know, we saw Darius Garland go. I don't really know how that's going to work out. Yeah. Now, they drafted a point guard last year. He's only about 6'1", 6'2", and Colin Sexton's only six about 6'2", as well. So, I don't really get it. You know, maybe if, you know, one was like, you know, 6'4", six, 6'5", six, then all right, you know, I get it. You know, it's a positionless league, but two, if you're going to have two 6'2 two guards in your backcourt, I don't really know about that. 
Um, and then we also saw the Suns and the Timberwolves make a trade. Um, Phoenix moving back. And um, Ooh, Minnesota Phoenix. moving up. <laughs> Minnesota moving up and selecting Jared Culver. And he's been getting... A lot of comparisons to, you know, maybe Jimmy Butler. Yeah, uh, I can see that. that. Really ironic. That's the only player I was comparing him to the whole draft. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that for sure. Uh, they have similar games. Uh, you know, Jared Culver's a good two-way player. I'm um, interested to see how his career pans out. And, the I mean, the Suns, they also got Dario Sarge in the trade that they moved up in. And then um, I want to talk. I want to talk because um, I wasn't really shocked. Around like the first five. Once the Hawks moved up, I knew they were going to get DeAndre Hunter. Uh, Darius Garland getting drafted by the Cavs was a little eye opening. Then we saw Kobe White go at seven, and I thought that was a really good pick, uh, position of need. Um, you know, I think Kobe White's good. He's six five. He's in like he's in light size guard, man. Uh, you know, he's going to be paired with Zach Levine. That do I still like have done there. Yeah, I like that backcourt. They still They're have Chris. Not defending Dunn. anything. <laughs> that team in general is not defending <laughs> anything though. I think Wendell Carter is the only guy defending on that team. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then we saw um, at eight, we saw the Pelicans draft Jackson Hayes. They're going to pair him with Zion. What did you make of that uh, move right there? See, I like the move, but I don't like the spacing on that team. I know that's what everybody's saying, but I don't like the spacing on that team. I mean, Lonzo could hit a three. Again, could. Brandon hey, chill Ingram. out, chill out, chill out, chill out, chill out. We not. Brandon Ingram's not the best shooter, and Jackson Hayes is more like a pick and roll role man and can get rebounds. Nothing wrong with Jackson Hayes though. I think he's a phenomenal athlete, but he's a good athlete. The team. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be very interesting to say the least. Uh, because like you say, you know they don't they don't have a lot of shooting. I believe Etwan Moore still on the roster. Um, he's probably there. He's probably yeah. They, they traded. <laughs> Yeah, they got Solomon Hill off the books. That's pretty good. I expect them to uh, make some type of move in free agency. I don't know if it's going to be big or, you know, like a bunch of little moves here and there. I'm very I'm very intrigued by yeah, what the Pelicans are going to do. one of the dark horse teams assigned DeAndre Jordan, but. Yeah, but now I don't know what's going to happen with that. I don't. And I also heard Vucevic's name floating around, too, but I don't. That's probably not going to happen either. Um, I'm just, I'm very intrigued because, you know, I like what David Griffin, the new GM has been doing. I, I love what he's been doing, making really good moves for the Pelicans, you know, in a bright future. Uh, the Jackson Hayes move was a little eye opening to me, but I think, you know, I think it's a good move. Uh, going forward, a lot of people were upset and I, I, a lot of people thought the Pelicans were going to go, um, Cam Reddish at number eight. Yeah, but, I thought uh, it was going to be Cam Reddish too. And but, I kind of uh, like Jackson Hayes more for the Hawks than the Pelicans. Yeah, I know uh, my boy, uh, my boy John, my boy Slap. Uh, he's a good um, he's a big Hawks fan, and he wanted he wanted Jackson Hayes. Uh, but moving on, uh, a lot of people were really upset is when the Wizards drafted Rui. Uh, what do you think about that? And I want to I want to know what you think, but I can also justify why they drafted Rui. See, if he turns into Kawhi Leonard, like like Chauncey said. I don't know if that's going to happen. <laughs> but, yeah, I didn't really like the pick. Like, honestly, if there was a point guard there, of course they would have took a point guard. But, yeah, I didn't really like the pick. I didn't really understand it. Yeah, so I didn't I didn't get it at first, but me and my dad had a really good conversation about it. And um, 
the Wizards, this was kind of a pick that they needed to make. Uh, if you look at the roster, they got a lot of forwards coming off the books. Forwards such as uh, Jeff Green, um, Trevor Ariza, Jabari. Bobby Porters, and Jabari Parker as well, all coming off the books. So if you look at the roster, that's four forwards right there. And, uh, you know, guys that were playing minutes at the power forward position. So I think as far as need, yeah, that was a good pick. I don't know how he's going to pan out, though. I didn't really watch a lot of his tape um at Gonzaga I don't I don't really know I hope he pans out uh you know for their sake because I wanted them to take Cam Reddish but when my dad told me you know that they're losing you know four forwards off the books I said okay you know it makes sense right there so next we got the Hawks (laughs) so next we had the Hawks selecting Cam Reddish I'm not going to go through each each first round pick but I'm going to just highlight you know some of the ones at least a lot of them I'm going to definitely highlight uh, so we had the Hawks drafting Cam Reddish. I thought I thought that was another good pick for the Hawks. Uh, you know, putting another guy alongside Trey Young that can shoot the ball. Uh, they're gonna be exciting, but they can't stop nobody on defense. <laughs> I, I I love the Cam Reddish pick because since you selected DeAndre Hunter early, you got more of the shirt thing, more something that you think might pan out, and then you got Cam Reddish. Who, you know, we have questions about his motor, and yeah. Yeah, I think Cam Reddish's um, ceiling is Paul George, but his floor is Ben McLemore. Ben McLemore, I haven't heard that name in a long time. Yeah, but but that's a pretty good floor for him. It really is. All right, so next, uh, we had, this was the Suns uh, taking Cameron Johnson. I like Cameron Johnson, though. I don't like him this early. Yeah, I know that was a, I don't know that was a little eye opening for me seeing him go that early. Like Cameron Johnson for real, he went that early. You can but, tell uh, Kobe White was excited in his press conference. Yeah, 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 yeah. I might have, I might gotta cue that soundbite for the people. But uh, yeah, Cameron Johnson going number eleven to Phoenix. Uh, at twelve, the Hornets drafted PJ Washington. What you think of that one? I didn't really watch a lot of PJ Washington. Yeah, me either. He was injured a lot, right? From what I know, yes. But if I was them, I would have probably been one of the ones trying to move up getting Darius Garland. Because mm-hmm. I don't think Kimba is staying this offseason. Oh, yeah, so what are they really going to do at point guard um, if Kimba does, you know, decide to go? Wow, that's interesting. That's something I haven't really thought of. Because P.J. Washington, is, uh, he played power forward in college, but he's 6'6". Probably going to play probably small forward. Shooting our small forward. But uh, next, we had the Heat selecting Tyler Hero. I actually like this pick. Yeah, there's a lot of Heat fans that I saw that did not like this pick. And I was like, y'all don't have any shooters. <laughs> yeah, they really don't. If you look at the roster, they don't. Besides Josh Richardson, uh, who else can really shoot the ball on that team? I'm trying so to think. Yeah, I, don't, I can't really. Or Drogic a little bit. Yeah, but they don't. They don't really got shooting. And Drogic's not really been in their future, so. Yeah, exactly. So, I, I like that Tyler Hero pick. I really did. A lot of people say he looks like Machine Gun Kelly. But uh, next, we got uh, the Celtics drafting Romeo Langford. And as a Lakers fan, I don't like this, but uh, I thought it was a really good pick. I think it's a really good pick for the Celtics. Romeo Langford can uh he can score the ball off the dribble. He can uh I know there's a lot of question marks about his shooting, but uh he had a uh, broken thumb on his right hand on his shooting hand. So 
Yeah, I feel like he's going to be a much better uh, pro player than he was in college. He did average 16 at Indiana, only shot 27%, but I expect that shooting to go up. I do like him, you know, with Tatum and Brown. I do like that pick a lot. Uh, for the, the I don't like thing, it because it's the Celtics, but yeah. See, the only thing is, it's going to be hard to implement another shot creator in the offense. True that. Because we know True what that. happened with Gordon Hayward last year. That's the only thing I'm scared of with the Romeo Langford pick. Yo, I feel like if the Celtics can, if Danny Ainge can somehow make a way and get Gordon Hayward out of there, <laughs> that is a win. That is an absolute W. Yeah. Because there's been a lot. Go ahead. Because at the beginning of the draft, like before the draft, I was pro like Trey 14 and 22, move up, get this guy like Darius Garland. But then I looked at it, I was like, he's kind of another shot creator, even though Darius Garland, he can facilitate a little bit. But yeah, like it's going to be hard implementing another shot creator in the offense. And that's what I was scared of using these picks on. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. So um, I did like that pick, though. But I wanted to say... um. For the Celtics, it's been a lot talked about how, uh, you know, this offseason could be somewhat of a disaster. Um, Kyrie Irving's not going to come back. Al Horford opted out of $30 million and he wants to be somewhere else. And, and um, you know, but they did clear up some. They, they are going to clear up some cap space. They moved Aaron Baines. Yeah. Uh, Marcus Morris, he's also an unrestricted free agent. Uh, Terry Rozier is restricted. Um, but from what I'm hearing, Terry doesn't want to stay in Boston. Yeah, so it's going to be – I'm intrigued to see what's going to happen with the Celtics. I did see they have interest in Nikola Vucevic, uh, which would you know fit right in for their team. Uh, I'm intrigued to see what's going to happen with the Celtics. I know I've been using the word intrigued a lot today, but I am. A lot of stuff is intriguing. Uh, so the Celtics rounded out the lottery with that Romeo Langford pick, and then we had guys like Siku going to the Pistons. Uh, not really – any picks I'm excited about, but a lot of um, I want to talk about Bo Bo and how he slipped. Now I was watching him slip through the draft, and Nazir Little also slipped further than I thought he was going to slip. KBJ uh, slipped further than I thought. Oh yeah, Kevin Porter Jr., my guy. I'm going to talk about him, but I want to talk about Bo Bo because he's you know one of the more more polarizing players in this draft. You know, one of the more big names in this draft, and he slipped all the way to pick 44. 44. And um, I thought it was really he good. Fans were happy for 24 seconds. And he fans were ecstatic. And then he gets traded to Denver. And I thought it's a good move for Denver. You know, they're a team that can afford to make a move like this. Uh, you know, we saw what they, they did with Michael Porter Jr. selecting him at 14. And he didn't even play last year. And you know then he's going to play in Summer League? I think he is. I think he is. I, I hope he is. <laughs> yeah. So we you know we saw you know them take a uh, you know a risk that they could afford to take last year taking MPJ, and you know we saw the Nuggets make the playoffs and they you know they were just one game away from the Western Conference Finals. So then you know they can afford to take risks like this, and you know they got Bo Bo. You know if he pans out, you know wow, imagine Bo Bo coming off the bench right behind uh, Jokic. Like wow, like just just imagine that. You need to put on some weight. Yeah, for sure. You know a lot, a lot of people were questioning his durability. And you know his love for the game, but I, th- I think he's gonna. I know that's. I think that's a steal at forty four. I really do. Yeah, it is a steal. But you know something funny about Bobo? It's just a fun fact. When you look him up, it says he's two hundred and thirty eight pounds. But then, right next to it, it was his weight at the combine, and it was two hundred eight. 
All right, so I need answers. <laughs> I need answers <laughs> on that one. So I want to talk. Uh, you just mentioned Kevin Porter Jr. And then um, I want to talk about that. I thought him slipping to 30 was a little eye-opening as well because, you know, on many mock drafts, he was projected to go in the lottery. I wanted him to go to Boston. And I saw, yeah, I saw him. Um, I saw him mock to Boston. I saw him mock that. You know, 9, 10, 11. I, I saw him mocked in the lottery, so I was surprised to see. It's like, wow, he slipped all the way to 30. I mean, and if you look at it, he has a small sample size. I believe he only averaged about nine points at USC, but he's more of an upside pick. And, you know, going to Cleveland, he's going to play a lot, so I'm going to really be looking out for Kevin. What'd you say? Yeah, that's right. I'm tripping. I, <laughs> I thought that was the Pistons pick. Nah, 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 nah. They ain't that smart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They traded to Cleveland. Uh, so, um, Cleveland, I guess in the fact where you do say they did go best guy available, did really hit on their picks. Uh huh. I think they actually did need to go best guy available. I just didn't like Darius Garland at the time. I yeah, I, that was, it was weird. I, I feel like they were in an awkward spot to begin with. Cause. Besides Colin Sexton and possibly Shetty Osman, who do you have for the future there? Um, well, they did give Larry Nash an extension last year. Um, I'm seeing Kevin Love trade rumors again. Yeah, Kevin Love trade rumors again. Yeah, you're actually right. Is they don't Clarkson really have a lot. Clarkson is still there, but I think he only has maybe one or two years left on his contract. I believe one year. So I don't. Yeah, it doesn't look like... I don't know if he's a part of their future either. He probably don't want to really be there. But, yeah, you're right. They don't really have a lot of guys a part of their future. A part of their long-term plans. And they're not going to really get... It can't get big-name free agents. It was hard for them to get big free agents when LeBron was in his first tenure there. So, yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know what's going on with that situation. But uh, talk to me about the Celtics draft. I know you were texting me about it. You like the fact that they got um, Romeo Langford and Carson Edwards. And who else did they pick up? They picked up Tremont Waters and Grant okay. Williams. Yeah, yeah. You said you like their draft. Grant Williams, he was being compared to Draymond Green, but like he is a better shooter. So mm-hmm. I like that pick because we might be losing everybody this offseason. We might be losing Marcus Morris this offseason. So. If he can become more of a scorer, he could probably fit that role. Mm, and you guys signed a Taco Fall to an Exhibit 10 contract. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk about my Lakers. They did make a selection in this draft. Um, it was Taylor Horton Tucker um, from Iowa State. And he is a clutch sports guy. I saw, you know, pictures with him and LeBron on Instagram and Bronny. Um, I saw a draft comparison. I read like a profile from him yesterday. I wanted to just read it real quick because I didn't really, I never heard of him uh, before um, he got drafted. Pre-draft analysis was saying, you know, he's a floor general. He's only 6'4", but um, he's competitive and powerful with an excellent feel for the game, polished handle, and developing three-point stroke. Uh, they say he compares to Draymond Green and he can operate as a point guard. And uh, he can play. He can, uh, you know, play multiple spots on defense. So uh, you know, the Lakers don't have many players on that damn roster. Yeah, yeah uh, that's what I was about to say. No, as I was like, needed one pick. It's currently constructed. We only have LeBron, 
Anthony Davis when the trade officially goes through. Kyle Kuzma, uh, Isaac Bonga. Go. Um, stop. Um, uh, <laughs> Mo Wagner. <laughs> What's the other? Jamario. Um, uh, damn. Yeah, he, he know who I'm talking about. <laughs> so, um, no, I can't for <laughs> I forgot his name. Uh, I know Jamario's first name though, uh, but I don't want to uh, say the wrong last name. I don't want <laughs> I don't want people to think I'm talking about Jamario Moon. <laughs> it's Mario Jones, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sorry. Um, it came back to me. But uh, yeah, the Lakers did make a pick, so shout out to all my Lakers fans out there. What's good? I have a question: Do you want the Lakers to sign another star? Do you want them to sign some role players? I wanted them to fill out the roster with role players. Okay. I wanted them to. Darren Collison, JJ Reddick, Nico Miritich. Uh, All right, so I don't know how much Nico Miritich is gonna work, but then they were like, "Y'all should resign Javale McGee." Yeah, I, I, I do want them to resign Javale, but I have mixed feelings about it because. Um, okay, so if you do sign like a max guy, you know, it kind of helps, you know, you know, LeBron James, you know, it's going to be 35 in December. So, you know, he's probably not going to play all 82. He, he's not going to play all 82. Low Let me not even say probably. He's going to play 70 games. Okay, let's say that. Uh, Anthony Davis, I know there's questions about his health. He did play 75 and 75 the two years before this year. Uh, so let's just say he plays 75. So you might want to add another max guy, but I don't know because, you know, you're going to have to sign a bunch of guys to the minimum and you have to hope that there's actually good vets that want to take the minimum to play for you guys. I do think the narrative that people don't want to play with LeBron is very overblown. And that's like a for the minimum. Oh, yeah, I think he would. I think he would. Uh, You know, I think I, I could see that. But uh, I do want them to fill out the roster with role players, guys such as, uh, like you just mentioned, J.J. Redick, um, JaVale McGee. I do want him back. He was excellent last year. Um, you need a shot blocker to spell A.D., you know, when he comes off the floor. Even uh, Mar- Bullock, just to, just to shoot. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Uh, they do. They are infatuated with clutch guys, so I could see KCP coming back. And he's been working out with my man Lethal Shooter, man. If you don't know who Lethal Shooter is, go get on Instagram. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, who else? I even uh, see. Like, I even saw Marcus Morris linked to y'all. Yeah, I could see. You know, maybe both of the Morris twins linked. Uh, they they're free agents again at the same time. You know, they did like it when they were on Phoenix together. So, uh, you know, that's a possibility. Uh, and they, I feel like they're underrated in a sense. And Marcus Morris is really good. Um, who else? Uh, Danny Green. I could see that for sure. Uh, they have interest in him. And it's going to be really, really interesting to see what the Lakers do and how they fill out that roster. Free agency is coming up soon. It's you coming soon, man. Oh, I can't wait. The funniest free agency was the year where everybody got the cap. And everybody was waiting at midnight to see where the big free agents would sign. And the first free agent that signed was Timothy Famous, though. I didn't find that very funny, Bing. <laughs> it was hilarious because he got signed by the Lakers. I didn't. I didn't find that very funny, but we got him off the books. Um, <laughs> Aren't y'all still yeah, playing Lou all day? Yes, we are. He's holding us back right now in terms of cap. I think we have to pay him next year too. Yeah, because we stretched out Lou all contract. So, yeah. Yeah, we're still paying him. 
Sadly. Sadly. But uh, anything else you want to add, man? Uh, not about the draft. All right, what else you want to talk about? Where do you, do you think D'Angelo? Because I was saying that Phoenix are going all in on D'Angelo Russell, but then I saw a report that said he wasn't, and then yeah. I saw a report that said they were. Yeah, and it was very conflicting because I was like, "Why are you trading T.J. Warren?" Then they trade T.J. Warren for cash. They traded him for. They got a pick, right? They no, got, they traded the pick. They I traded the pick and T.J. Oh, Warren it, to the Pacers for cash, I think. That's right. Oh yeah, so they're trying to clear up some type of cap, but then they took mm-hmm. on Dario Saric. So, and they got Aaron Baines. I'm kind of confused. <laughs> I'm kind of <laughs> confused. I'm yeah, I'm kind of confused. But I, I did say, I did say on Twitter like last week that D'Angelo Russell to Phoenix would be a good fit. Uh, you know, one he doesn't play defense like Devin Booker. Um, but no, nah, not seriously. Him and Devin Booker are good friends. Uh, so that would be a nice backcourt. But uh, I would welcome D'Angelo Russell back to the Lakers. The guy who traded him is no longer there. And uh, they want to get a face-to-face meeting with D'Angelo Russell. I think he would be a nice, you know, a nice fit alongside. I like D'Angelo to Dallas. Uh, to Dallas? I can see that Dallas is also interested in Kimba. It's uh, going to be a nice market for D'Angelo Russell, definitely. You think, because I saw this report that's saying the Nets don't want Kyrie if KD doesn't come with him. I saw that as well. Um, and I was like. I mean, one man can only do so much convincing. KD at the end of the day is still his own person. But. um. And I saw this other report that said KD's going to make his decision on his own. No matter where it, people go. These, these rumors are weird, man. And then Kawhi Leonard, I saw he's going to take his time with his decision. Yeah. So gonna wait till the fourth of July. <laughs> he might even wait longer than that, knowing Kawhi. <laughs> knowing Kawhi. I feel like Kawhi loves the Toronto media. I think he does too, man. Funny guy, fun guy, fun guy. But well, uh, any anything else you want to add before I wrap this thing up? Uh, I'm seeing a lot of people linked to Tobias Harris. Really, like who? I'm seeing the I'm seeing the Warriors linked to Tobias. I'm seeing Boston linked to Tobias, which I. Like that don't make sense. The, he could fit the Marcus Morris role. Okay, yeah, if he played that role, that makes sense. But, you know, you got Jason Tatum going to Hayward there. Ah, I don't know. I don't know, but they said he's not going back to Philly if Jimmy Butler goes back. That's another interesting domino, too. That a lot of players in free agency. Yeah, 40% of the league is free agents. That, that, that's crazy. Yeah, 40% of the league. So, and then, you know, of course, a lot of star power, but a lot of good role players are available this summer. So, uh, it's going to be fun, man. It's going to be fun. June 29th. Can't wait. Can't wait. Uh, so, I'm going to wrap this thing up. Uh, I want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, you know, it's definitely been a pleasure. I uh, hope you guys, uh, again, thanks thanks to Terrell Willis for coming on, talking about the one link. Make sure y'all go check that out. Uh, shout out to Bink for coming through. As always, we talked about how we were going to do this before the draft even started. We were going to do uh, a draft recap and talk to you guys. Uh, but, yeah, this was fun, man. I had a lot of fun. Uh, and, again, I'm signing out. Uh, this is Mike Curry. Episode number 92 is done. Peace. <laughs>